Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves. And you guys, it is a huge honor. We have a very, very special guest today as we work through our Love the Breeds series for this month. Camilla Ingen is a breeder in Norway of Norwegian Elkhounds, one of our top requested breeds to be discussed on the podcast And Camilla is joining us from Norway, and she judged the American Norwegian Elk Hound National this year, and I'm just thrilled. Pure Dog Talk is proudly sponsored by Trupanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet. Trupanion can give you peace of mind knowing your pet is covered in the event of an unexpected accident or illness. Even better, Trupanion can pay your veterinarian directly and has no payout limits. So you'll never have to choose between what's best for your pet and what's best for your wallet. And if you're a breeder, you can join Trupanion's free breeder support program and get a special offer to share with your puppy buyers that waives all the waiting periods. So coverage goes into effect immediately. And when I was at the garden this summer, I was hanging out with Trupanion and I got a chance to catch up with Cindy. She's a breeder who's a member of Trupanion's breeder support program. And she shared the following testimonial with us. She said that Trupanion has been the best and saved me thousands of dollars. My puppy buyers love it and I hope they always stick with it. A dog is never going to have an accident on payday. It's always when the money is tight. Cindy, you are dead on about that. So take a moment, guys. Sign up for Trupanion's free breeder support program now so you and your litters can be prepared for anything. Get started by heading over to my partner page, puredogtalk.com. Welcome, Camilla. It is so great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. It's an honor for me to to join you. Excellent. So tell me, give us the 411, your background. How did you get involved in elk hounds? How long have you been involved in the breed? I grew up on the countryside in Norway, and my father, he had elk hounds all my life. He used it for hunting moose. Right. And in the 70s, he also had a small scale of breeding. Okay. I had my own dogs from 2004, mm-hmm. and I mainly use them for hunting, moose and elk. I just think that is so incredible, and I cannot wait to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> talk to us a little bit about, before we get into the actual working part, the history. This is an old, old breed, yes? Yes, very old the history goes thousands of years. We have uh, excavations that discover that uh, human beings in our part of the world kept similar kinds of dogs. And from early on, it could hunt for different kinds of animal. And one of the most typical 
thing about this breed is distinct ability to cooperate. So it was very usual for a lot of years, but it's from the 19th century. They selected the right type and uh, started to pure breed it. That's quite new in this breed. Right. (laughs) I just have visions of elk hounds and Vikings. You know, like I just see that in my mind. Yeah, definitely. They had dogs, excavations knows that, but they used it for a lot of things. I think they guarded their mm-hmm. herd, the mm-hmm. cows and their sheep. But they also, we have always hunted. We have reindeers here in Norway. Mm-hmm. The moose came a lot later. And this dog was a versatile dog that you can use on very different kinds of animals. So they had beer here. Mm-hmm. You can use them. We still do, not in mm-hmm. a big scale because the beer is so rare in Norway, but we still do. So awesome. this is our dog. This is a national dog in Norway. Right. So we are very proud of this dog. So yeah, we like it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us about just living with an elk count for the average person Anywhere yeah. in the world, we have listeners worldwide, they want to live with an elk hound. How is it to just live with them and have them in the house with you? I'm glad you asked. I was mentioning the ability to mm-hmm. adapt, mm-hmm. the ability to cooperate. Yes. So Unwishing Elk Hound has allowed to live with close to their family. You will understand that they can read you and understand you perfectly. And that is also the ability to adapt to modern life. Mm -hmm. So if the dog is allowed to join different kind of situation, meet Mm -hmm. other dogs, join courses and Mm -hmm. have some exercise. Yes. It's a perfect family dog. And you see in Norway, we are allowed to hunt moose for about a month or so. And then the rest of the year, this is excellent family dogs. And yeah, we also enjoy our nature and it's the perfect companionship if you are hiking, going in the mountain. And I always walk my dogs and they are, yeah. And so they are good off leash. Is that something that like the dogs will come back to you? They won't just run and and keep going. Well, I have a small breed and they who buys puppies from me, they ask the same question. And I always say that you get the dog that you deserve because if you want the dog to get back to you, you have to start with that. It's a training, of course. But if you start early and make it positive to come back Mm -hmm. to you, yeah, of course, because the ability... That makes it also enormously great hunter right. is the ability to cooperate with the hunter. Right. I use my dog with a leash, but you can also use it loose. Mm-hmm. And they have this ability is probably the thing that that's the reason that I have survived and are so many of them, I think. Right. right. And so describe a moose hunt with elk hounds? Do you hunt them in a pack? Do you hunt them one at a time? I just, I grew up in a hunting family and I have hunting dogs. I have bird dogs. So I have German wire hair pointers. 
And so I love to know about the breed's working ability. And I know that the listeners love to hear about that. Yeah. We have two kinds of forums of hunting that we use these dogs. Mm-hmm. The one is the most usual is loose. You let the dog loose and you have a GPS tracker on it. Mm-hmm. So you can see where it is. And you can also see when it stands still mm-hmm. and you can hear the barking. Then you have contact with a moose. Okay. And the other one is with a very long leash, five, six meters. Mm-hmm. And let me just explain a little bit why we do that in Norway. Norway is a tiny country compared to the United States. And we have distinct areas that we are allowed to hunt. And then in this area, you can hunt a certain number of mooses. Okay. And these dogs, they run far. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a moose doesn't always stop. So then they run away and then the hunt is over. So mm. if you have small areas, it's very, yeah. Helpful. It's a good way of, yeah, helpful to have a leash because then you can control it a lot more and you can mm-hmm. search for the whole area. Mm-hmm. If I start with the loose kind of hunting, right? they let the dog go. You see it on the tracker, GPS mm-hmm. tracker. Mm-hmm. And the point is they use the wind. They raise their muscles Towards the wind, you, you, if you've seen a witch elk hound or mm. other dogs that hunt or locate the things on the wind, they often do this. Yes. And then they mm. locate the moose from a quite a long distance. They are incredible, their ability to this. Hmm. Then they locate it, they run over to it, and hopefully <laughs> they are able to get the moose to turn around towards them mm. to defend themselves. This is an mm. old, old instinct that mooses have from wolves and bears. Right. Yeah, they defend themselves. And then the dog barks in a calm pace. And from old times, before the GPS trackers, right. <laughs> hunter hear that noise. Yeah. And then that they, was their GPS. <laughs> yes, that was the thing. So yeah. they sneaked upon the dog and the moose Mm -hmm. and then you have to be aware of the wind where direction it comes from this is very important and then you are so close that you can shoot the moose on distance it's quite a sport i can tell you amazing yeah hang tight guys got a little bit of information for you we'll be right back to the podcast in a minute all right crew i hear from folks pretty much daily, asking for a specific topic or for a series of podcasts on a topic. So ask and you shall receive. (laughs) I've done all the hard work. I've sorted, searched, and compiled eight different albums from the archives on our most popular topics. And when I say there's a podcast for that, I ain't just a woofin'. Getting yours today is super simple. Just jump on puredogtalk.com backslash store and click the PDT albums image. And when you're in there, you're going to find a collection of 
Veterinary Voices. You're going to find a collection for breeding and whelping hands-on. You'll find Pure Dog Talk University on dog breeding. Love the breeds. Up your game. Owner handlers, the interviews, events and sports. There is so much there. And once you're in those links, you'll be able to read the details of the topic. For a special introductory price of a buck ninety-nine, you get a link to dozens, up to more than a hundred episodes on these specific topics. And while you're there, if you or a friend or family member are just getting started, even just starting a search for your first well-bred purebred dog, you can also check out Auntie Laura's Beginner's Guide to Show Dogs at puredogtalk.com backslash book to get the foundational Pure Dog Talk episodes with bonus tracks. So hop on it, y'all. These special prices will not last. And you're usually working just with one dog, right? Not a group of dogs. That depends. But dogs, they can be two that can go on the or mm-hmm. bark on the same mm-hmm. moose, but they want the moose for themselves. This is hunting. This is all the instinct. So yes. we often, if we let the dogs loose, we do it different places in the area that we allowed to hunt. So okay. we use all the area because we have a quite a large population of moose and elk here in Norway. I mean, I'm envisioning it and I love because you think of some of the, like the pack hounds, right? The fox hounds and the coon hounds and they hunt in packs. So you think about that and then you think about, no, this is my moose, mine. (laughs) just It's a very different kind of mind that the elk hound has. And I love when you're talking about the barking, I think it's really important for people to understand these dogs bark. (laughs) <laughs> they bark <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> yeah. And this yeah. is why. <laughs> they bark a lot. But let me say that it's also adapted to uh, the modern life. So mm-hmm. they're used to different situations. So when they're home, they are much calmer. When you right. use them for hunting, they bark. Yeah. But it's a barking dog. Yes, it is. Right. So you have to right. work a little bit with this and give them cred for not barking in situation. Right. Right. Training them not to bark, I think, is definitely a thing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's interesting that you mentioned these fox sounds in England. When you have a horde or a pack of dogs, in Norway, we have always been poor. And yeah, we hunted to survive, to get meat. So we are too poor to have a pack of elk hounds so we we had to make it with one dog or the top two or something i love that that's really an insightful observation i hadn't considered i think that's really amazing and the breed is mostly pretty healthy i think oh yeah just a few things that you can see with the breed yeah this breed is a healthy breed Mm. and i don't know but it's pure breeded from its working ability, its function, mm. and not just for how it looks. So right. we have in Norway, if you want to use your dog breeding with it, 
you need to test it, gene mm-hmm. test it for some few diseases, but mm-hmm. they are rare. But mm-hmm. that is what we know of. So I can mention that it's glaucoma. It's a kind of eye disease, if you yep. know it. And some few, I've seen one, but just one, it's dwarfism. That can, it's mutation that mm-hmm. gets it and kidney failure. Mm-hmm. And we right. also test every dog's x-ray for hips. Right. So we know. Right. And the reason why we do is that we can put together a pair of dogs that makes uh, healthy puppies. Right. But this is rare in Norway. And we have a big population over here. Right. Okay. And I know that grooming requirements vary. I mean, the U.S., we're very into our grooming. But I think it's important for people to understand the way the dog, the coat cycle that the dogs have, right? It's a double-coated breed. It sheds once or twice a year, and it sheds a lot. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I would be lying if I said that this breed, (laughs) they change coat twice a year, as you say. The Norwegian Elkhounds, it's easy to have it. You can brush it a week, but you will have some gray hairs in your car and yeah, maybe on your pants or something. You will. It happens. It, happens. it does. And you were talking a little bit earlier about how cooperative the breed is. And I yeah. think that that is something that we can talk about other in modern society, if you can't hunt a moose, so what are some of the things, like, are they good in, like, an obedience competition and some of those sorts of things? Well, these dogs need to work. So Mm -hmm. I know I talked when I was over to the United States and judged the national specialty in May. Mm -hmm. They use their dogs in what you mentioned and in agility and different kinds. Right. So these dogs just love to work. And they need some exercise, Mm -hmm. but they have a unique ability to cooperate. But it's not a sheepdog, it's not a border collie, No, no. but they like to work. They like to use their brains. Yes, they really are. And their ability to cooperate with their handler or their Mm -hmm. owner, and Mm -hmm. it's not just attached to one person. It loves the whole family. Mm. It should not be aggressive. That's not the typical behavior of the breed. But they really need an active life and Mm -hmm. have different situations. So they are able to deal with different situations. So I don't know if I can explain it, but I'm quite sure that, you know, they need an active, good life with a lot of contact with other dogs and family. And And I was going to ask, generally they are good with other dogs or? Yeah, but that depends on, are they used to meet other dogs? Right. Otherwise they are quite unsure because dogs have a unique language Mm -hmm. that helps them to read each other and be able to meet without uh, aggressive behavior. So that counts for this breed too, of course. So it sounds like a lot of early socialization, introductions to lots of environments and dogs and people. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. I just want to go moose hunting in Norway. I just think this sounds... (laughs) Well, 
I have some relatives in the United States, Montana, mm. and they have planned for a long time to come over and join me. But I will recommend on YouTube, you will find videos of hunting with which nail counts. Oh, Just okay. watch them. Okay. It's, yeah, incredible to see. And we who have experienced this just love it. Well, and you've got moose burgers for life. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> and that too, moose is quite nice meat. Yes. If you yes. are able to try it. I have so. not had moose. I have had elk and I grew up yeah. on venison. So I can yeah. only just assume that moose is even better. So. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I love it. I love it. Well, Camilla, thank you. Thank you so much for working through our technical difficulties this morning and sharing your knowledge about your beloved breed. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad I could come and talk to your audience. So thank you so much. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk.